Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from storytellers around the world, which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended for ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello, Super Great Kids, and how are you? I'm very pleased because we have a story this week which is a how and why story about a river. And I love rivers. I love the way they sparkle and ripple in the sunshine and the way they smell when they're clean and all the wildlife which live around them. I live near the Great River Thames in London, which is the second longest river in the UK. But this story is all about the longest river in Ireland, the River Shannon, and how it came to be. And it's told by the gifted storyteller, Kate Corkery. Now, I wonder if any of you know which is the longest river in the world. I'll give you a little clue. It's in North Africa. Have a little think about it while we have a quick word with the grown-ups. Hello, super great kids. I'm back. Do you know which is the longest river in the world? Well, it's the River Nile, which flows through 11 different African countries, including Egypt and Ethiopia. One way you can remember the name Nile is that it sort of rhymes with crocodile. And, wonder of wonders, there is in fact a crocodile, which is called the Nile Crocodile. Possibly not a good idea to swim in that river then. But back to Ireland and our story about the beautiful River Shannon. I'd like to dedicate this story to Vincent in New York, who is nearly five and whose granddaddy was a Shanachie, which means storyteller in Irish. Can you remember how to say once upon a time in Irish? For do, for do, for do. That's right. Can you say it again a bit louder? Ready? For do, for do, for do. Let's give a warm welcome to Kate Corkery. Once upon a time, a very long time ago, there was a girl in Ireland who was always asking questions. Now, it was so long ago that, uh, well, she wasn't going to school. She didn't have any books. She couldn't read or write. Uh, of course, there was nothing like an encyclopedia or, or Google or, or computers that she could consult. So when she wanted to know something, she had to ask somebody. And usually the person she would ask might be her mum, for example. Like one day she woke up and she said to her mummy, Mummy? Yes, darling. What makes the sky blue, mummy? Oh, that's a nice question, darling. I, I, I don't know. Go, go and ask your dad. Daddy? Yes, darling. What makes the sky blue? Dad, what makes the grass green, daddy? What makes water wet? Oh, they're very good questions, darling, said dad. Go and ask your granny. So she went to look for her granny. 
And on that particular day, her granny was sitting by the banks of the river. And her granny had in one hand a piece of wood. And in her other hand, she had a a sharp tool. She was carving the wood. She was making a face. And the girl, who was always asking questions, said, Granny, what are you carving, Granny? Oh, I'm carving a statue, said the Granny. Who are you carving a statue of, Granny? I'm carving a statue of a famous Irish hero. His name is Fionn McCool. You'll hear many stories about him. Oh, Fionn McCool, famous Irish hero. Yes, he was. He was one of the best. Oh, but he couldn't have been, Granny. Why's that? Because, look, he's sucking his thumb like a baby, Granny. You have him sucking his thumb like a baby. Oh, well, let me tell you, said the Granny. He's sucking his thumb like a baby, not because he's a baby. He's sucking his thumb like a baby for a very good reason. And I suppose you'll want to know the reason. Yes, Granny, can you tell me the reason why Finn McCool is sucking his thumb? I can indeed. Well, if you just sit down for one moment, I will tell you the story. Right, Granny. Begin. So the granny began this story. She said, well, long, long time ago, by a riverbank, a bit like this one, there was a young boy, a a bit like you, your age, and there was an old fisherman, as old as myself, and he was sitting by the riverbank, and he, day after day, week after week, month after month, was sitting by that riverbank, fishing. He was fishing and waiting and hoping that he would catch A very, very special fish. What was a special fish, Granny? The special fish was a salmon. Not just any salmon. The salmon of knowledge. The salmon of knowledge, Granny. What's that? The salmon of knowledge is a salmon that's covered in red spots from eating berries from the rowan tree. And the salmon of knowledge is a very special salmon. Anybody who could eat it would know everything. Would have all the knowledge in the world. (gasps) All the knowledge in the world, Granny. Yes, and would you believe it? On the day that the young boy was with the old fisherman, didn't he catch that very salmon? The salmon of knowledge covered in red spots and he pulled it out of the water. He was very, very excited and the old man, whose name was Finnegus, he said to Finn McCool, he said, Boy, yes, sir, I want you to make a fire. I want you to cook this fish for me. I want you to tell me when it's ready. I will go into the woods there and calm myself down for today is a very important day for me. I'm about to eat this very, very special fish. Now you must cook it, but do not eat it. Will you promise you will not eat it? Of course I won't eat it, sir. I will just cook it. So the boy, very obediently, made a fire. You know how he made the fire? He got some twigs and he rubbed them together until there was a spark and he added more twigs and more sticks and more twigs and soon there was a crackle and there was a flame and the fire began to grow and then he got three more sticks and he put one right through the middle of the salmon and he put the other two on either side in in the shape of a Y. You call that a spit, you know. And he put the salmon over the flame and he turned the salmon very carefully on the spit. And the salmon began to smell nice and the salmon began to cook. And the boy was very proud. He was doing what the old man had asked him to do. But would you believe it? Somewhere in the process didn't the stick snap and the salmon fell into the flames of the fire and the boy was so upset he bravely put his hand right into the flames and he grabbed out that salmon so that it wouldn't burn and then he dropped it on the grass. But a piece of the skin of the salmon got stuck to his thumb. And to cool his thumb and to soothe his thumb, he stuck his thumb in his mouth. And as soon as he tasted the skin of that salmon, 
as soon as he tasted that skin, his eyes began to sparkle. His face began to glow. His whole body seemed to light up. And when the old man came out of the wood and took one look at him, he said, You've eaten that salmon. I can see by you. You've eaten that salmon. You're shining. You're glowing with knowledge. You've eaten that salmon. No, sir, I didn't eat the salmon. I, I just saved it from burning in the fire and, 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 and I burnt my thumb and I sucked my thumb, sir. Ah, oh, said the old man. Well, maybe the salmon was destined for you anyway. I've been waiting to catch it for years. But on the day I catch it, you're the first one to eat it. So now all the knowledge will go to you. So, boy, whenever you need to solve a problem, whenever you need to know what to do, all you have to do is stick your thumb in your mouth and you will get the answer. So that is why I am carving the statue of Fionn McCool sucking his thumb. Is that an answer to your question? Wow, Granny, that's a great story, said the girl. That's a wonderful story. Hey, Granny, can I catch a salmon like that? Because I'd like to eat a salmon like that. Because, Granny, if I could eat a salmon like that, I would know the answer to every question and I wouldn't have to be asking you and Mum and Dad and everyone else. I'd know the answer. Oh, 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 oh yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, said the Granny. Yeah, no, but it's only a story. And also, um, even if you did catch a salmon like that, you, you couldn't eat it. Why not, Granny, said the girl. Because you're a girl. I know I'm a girl. And the old legend says that if a girl eats the salmon of knowledge, she will not live to tell the tale. What? said the young girl. Granny, are you telling me that if a boy eats a piece of fish, he will know everything? And if a girl eats the same piece of fish, she will not live to tell the tale? I don't believe that, Granny. That's not true. It can't be true. Tell me where I can catch one of those salmon. I'm going to catch one, I'm going to eat one, and I'm going to show you it's not true. Ah, oh, said the Granny. Now listen, calm down, calm down. I don't think there's any of those special salmon left. No, I don't think there are. And if there was even one at all left at all at all, maybe it might be that there would be one left in the old, old well Many miles away from here, in, in the town of Ossery, there's an old well, and some people say there is a salmon in that, but I wouldn't believe them if I were you, and if I were you, I wouldn't go there, it's too far away, and you're a girl, and you're in your bare feet, and the granny was still coming up with excuses to stop the girl from going, but there was no stopping her. There was no stopping her. She was thirsty for knowledge. And if there was a salmon she could eat to give her all the answers in the world, she was going to find that salmon. So she turned on her heels and she ran in her bare feet and she ran towards the town called Ossery. And as she was running, running along by the river and running through the woods, she was thinking of everything her granny had said about the salmon. Now, do you remember what coloured spots her granny said the salmon had? Yes, Red. From what? From eating berries. From the rowan tree. Rowan berries. So the girl, she picked as many rowan berries as she could find as she passed through the woods and she stuffed her pockets full of them. And when she walked, oh, it was twenty miles away to the town of Ossery. When she finally got there, she was tired. 
but she was still excited to think that she was near the place where the well was, but she didn't know exactly where the well was. And, and she met a group of children and she said, excuse me, could you tell me please where the old stone well is? Oh yeah, the old stone well is down that laneway there, down to your left. Well, the girl followed the laneway, small little road, little boreen, down to the left. But when she got to the end of the boreen, it was very, very muddy. And she was walking through the mud towards a big herd of hungry pigs who were snorting and thought she had come to feed them. So she had to throw them fistfuls of the red berries out of her pocket and turn on her heels and go and run back up the laneway back into the centre of the town. Then she found an old man and she said, Excuse me, old man, I'm looking for the well. Can you please tell where it might be? Ah, said the old man, yeah. If you go up around that hill there, you'll find the well on top of the hill. Right, said the girl. By now, you know, it was getting towards evening time. The sun was beginning to set and she was tired, but she was still determined to find this well. And she climbed up the laneway around the hill and she got to the top and there it was. The old stone well covered in moss. And she looked into the well and the water was all dark and deep. And she put her hands in her pockets. Ah, <gasps> She only had three berries left. Three rowan berries. Well, she picked one and she dropped it in the water. And she saw something moving way down deep in the well. Something moved. She picked a second berry. Now she saw the shape of a fish and the fish was swimming, swimming towards the surface and she could see that this fish was a big fish. She could see it was a salmon and she could see that it was covered with red spots. She took the third berry. She popped it on the water. The fish swam to the surface, popped its face above the water, opened its mouth and swam towards the first berry. The girl held her hands out as steadily as she could. As closely as she could to this fish that was swimming towards her. It opened its mouth and ate the second berry. And as it opened its mouth to eat the third berry, wah! She grabbed it. She grabbed it. She grabbed it between the palms of her hands. The slippery fish, it slid between her palms and it leapt up in the air and it landed on the grass and it flipped and it flopped and it flipped and it flopped and it flipped and it flopped all over the grass until it lay still. And when it lay still, she went over to the salmon and she looked at its shiny skin. It, it is... This is a salmon of knowledge. This is the salmon my granny told me about. When I eat this fish, I will know everything. I will know the answer to every question in the world. Oh, I can't wait to eat this fish. But, ooh, ooh, I don't want to eat it raw. What my granny said the boy did. Finn McCool, oh, he made a fire. How did he make that fire, do you remember? Uh, he gathered up some, yeah, twigs. He got some twigs and he rubbed them together. He rubbed them and rubbed them until a spark appeared. And when a spark appeared, he added more pieces of little twigs, little sticks. And then the flames grew and they began to spark and grow and flicker. And then, and then he got, um, how many? Yeah, three more sticks. And he stuck one right through the salmon, just like this, just like I'm doing. 
and he propped the other two on the side of the fire, and he put the fish on top, just as I'm doing now, and he began to turn it over the flames to cook it. And the girl, who was always asking questions, turned the fish over the flames, and soon it began to smell really nice, really tasty. Oh, oh, this fish is beginning to smell very delicious. Do you think it's ready? Do you think it's time to take it off the flame? I think it is. And she lifted the stick and the fish off the flames and she she blew it to cool it down a little bit. And then she carefully picked off one little piece and put the salmon in her mouth. As soon as she tasted that fish, as soon as it touched her lips, her eyes began to sparkle, her face began to glow, her whole body seemed to light up with all the knowledge of the world. Suddenly, she could see things in the past that happened many years before. She could see into the future to what had not yet happened. She could hear the languages of the world from every place. She could understand the language of the animals and the flowers and the fish. She was so excited. Her head, her mind, her brain were so full of knowledge and the answer to all the wonderful questions she'd ever thought of that she leapt up in the air. She leapt up so high, she leapt like a salmon in the air, and then she landed splash into the water of the well. And she went down, 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 down into the deep, dark waters of the well. As she went down into the waters of the well, the water splashed up over the wall of the well and the water began to flow and trickle down the hillside. It began to meander, it began to lap, it began to gurgle, it began to burble, it began to bubble over stones and pebbles and it rushed and it gushed and it raced on and it raced on and it grew and it got faster and it got deeper and it got wider and it rushed past the town and it rushed through the woods and it rushed into a lake and it rushed out the other side, wider, deeper longer, stronger. It flowed and it flowed, it flowed and it flowed on all the way right through Ireland. From that little well it went right through the land, through fields, through towns until eventually that water reached the sea, the wide open sea. And it became a river. It was the longest, strongest river in all of Ireland. And that river, that beautiful, long, strong river, is still there today. But the girl, who was always asking questions, was never seen again. And do you know what her name was? Her name was Shannon. Shannon, Shianon. That is the name of Ireland's longest river. It was called after that beautiful girl. And to this day, it's a mystery what happened to her. I'd like to leave you with this mystery. Maybe you could give me the answer. 
did Shannon go down, down, down the well into another land, under the land and under the water? Did Shannon turn into the next magical salmon of knowledge? Did she swim along the waterways and did someone else find her? Or did she simply vanish? I don't know. But if you ever go to Ireland, make sure you visit the River Shannon. Snip, snap, snout. The story is out. Ah, oh, thank you, Kate, for sharing that old Irish tale. I love the fact that the girl in the story asked lots of questions. Do you ask lots of questions? It's a great thing to do, especially if you're just starting back at school. Think of all the things you can ask your friends who you haven't seen for ages, or anyone new who's starting in your class. Asking questions is a great way of making friends too. Questions like, what was the best thing you did this summer? Or, what's your favourite animal and why? Or even, what's your name? Is a good place to start now. Do you know what time it is? Yep, it's time to have a deep dig into my bag of happies and say a big thank you to some kind owlets who've hopped into our nest and joined our club. To Valentine from Santiago in Chile, who is seven. Valentine likes the ghost of the bloody finger. Well done for being brave, Valentine. And to new subscriber Emery Irene from Edmond in Oklahoma, who has just turned seven. Her favourite story is Strawberries in Winter. And to brand new owlet Ramona, who is six, and to her little brother Matteo, who is turning three next month. Ramona and Matteo are from Seattle in Washington in the US. Ramona's favourite story is the magic orange tree. Ah, I love that one too, Ramona. And to new owlets Hayes, who is five and a half, and her brother Henry, who has just turned two, from Atlanta, Georgia, in the US. Hayes is a super great reader, and so, perhaps unsurprisingly, her favourite story is The Devil and the Boy Who Could Read. They love listening on family walks and on car trips. Happy listening! And to new subscribers from Hong Kong, Caleb, who is five, and Charlotte, who is three. Caleb has been listening for more than two years now. He first fell in love with the story Peach Boy, and he's grown much braver and now listens to The Ghost with the Bloody Finger and even Baba Yaga stories. Well done, Caleb, for being open to trying something new. And welcome all of you to the Owlet Club. I hope you enjoy the letters and the bonus stories and the word searches. And thanks very much to the anonymous Kofi donor who's left us a tip to buy a coffee. Very kind of you. Now, lots of you have been drawing up a storm of wonderful story pictures. 
There are so many, which is really lovely, but sadly, a few too many to mention them all. So here's just a few of them. Lots of inspiring giant pictures recently. Finn, who is six from Sneeds Ferry in North Carolina in the US, has drawn a brilliant picture of Wild Jack and the two-headed giant and his cave. Just super great, Jack. I like the giant's long skinny necks and their grimacing teeth. Thank you. And Amy Sierra, who is five, and her brother, Yoav Mateo, who is seven, from Cleveland in the US, also like the story about Wild Jack. They love singing the song about Johnny Cakes. And Amy Sierra has drawn a lovely picture with all the colours in it from the song. Guava berry, winter cherry and hot callaloo. And eight-year-old Eva from Quakertown, Pennsylvania in the US has been inspired by the coyote and the giant story and has sent us a really imaginative picture of Coyote sitting in the giant's mouth and resting comfortably against one of his decaying yellow teeth. The giant's mouth in that picture is just enormous, terrifying. Well done, Eva. And five-year-old Kit from Geelong in Australia has drawn a lovely picture of the eagle and the falcon from the story The King of the Birds. I really liked your bird's hooked beaks, sharp claws and strong wings. Thank you, Kit. And Addie, who is nine, and Nico, who is six, from Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania in the US, have both drawn super great pictures. Addie has drawn the Mexican story The Lamb and the Wolf. I love your wolf spying on the lamb across the rolling hills. And Nico, what a beautiful little brown bird you've drawn from the story about why evergreen trees keep their leaves. I love your bird's beady eye and pointy beak. And what great trees like the Scots pine, which gave the little bird shelter through the cold winter. Great details. Thank you both. And thanks to Emmy Kim, who is six from Seattle in Washington, who drew a fun picture of a Nancy and the tree with a face. Emmy Kim also voted for us on the British Podcast Awards. Thank you. And thanks to all of you who voted for us. This is the last week. There's still just time. If you'd like to vote for us, go to our Facebook page or our website, supergreatkidsstories.com, where you'll find the link. You can vote until September the 5th. Thank you. If you'd like to see some of these super great drawings, they're on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. Do send in your pictures for us to share on Facebook with other story lovers. That's it for this week. Have a happy long weekend if you're celebrating Labour Day in your country. And if you're one of our subscribers, remember to look out for your bonus story about a dog and a birthday party. And a super great scary story about a mermaid. They should appear in your channel soon. Keep telling your stories and singing your songs. See you soon. This story was recorded at Wardour Studios in London. <laughs>